And hello again, my friends. It is a Noah-centric week this week on the Wrestling Podcast. That's wrestling spelled W-R-S-T-L-I-N-G. It's all of the graps, but without the E. But of course, me and G, we're not anti-E. We're simply pro-wrestling. My name is Liam. This guy is Gareth. Hey, And we welcome you back. If you joined us earlier in the week for the Hikari Noah interview, I know some of you probably listening for the first time there. So thanks so much. Hope you enjoyed and, and do hang around and rummage through the crates in the back catalogue there's some really fun interviews there if you haven't checked us out before really nice to have you on board and of course hello to everybody who's been with us from day one as well i hope you guys are enjoying the ride too more fun interviews to come what about that no interview gareth just so much fun right oh i loved it yeah like i think i said at the tail end of the episode my face hurt from smiling and laughing so much that was great and just the reception's been even better you know yeah. it's been so lovely reading all the lovely comments on on twitter thank you so much for listening and thank you so much if you're joining us again indeed i really think if you weren't sure before tokyo joshi pro have a real star on their hands mm. in in noah ito-esque really in terms of the excitement that she generates and absolutely it, it got me thinking actually as well how about this time next year, Wrestle Princess 3, Makito, Hikari Noah up in the main event. That's a match, right? Oh, definitely. Absolutely. Yeah. Hold off on that one. Make it belt versus belt as well. Let's Yikes. go. That would be massive. Add all the stakes. But anyway, as you said, it's no eccentric because prior to that interview, we've been focusing a lot on the N1 Victory Tournament. I had some great interviews offering us a bit more exposure to the tournament with Mark Pickering and Stuart Fulton, the English commentary team. We've had Masa Kitamiya on, and we also more recently had Kaito Kiyomiya on as well. So felt very invested in the N1 this mm. year. And of course, and whilst the finals were actually last week and in, in many ways, yesterday's news, because we're already looking forward to Sunday's big finale, essentially, with the, the ensuing title match. We did feel like it would be doing something of a disservice to the N1 if we didn't talk about those finals. So we're just going to get into it ultra quick. Not a big episode this week, because you already had over an hour of us with Noah anyhow. So let's just jump into this. Gareth, what did you think of this final show, which featured the semis and the finals of the N1? A really fitting conclusion to a super fun tournament, I thought. I really like this card top to bottom, actually. There was a lot to like here. It felt concise and punchy. Um, and with three great singles matches in the semis and the final, um, and I really enjoyed the big six-man semi-main event as well. But elsewhere, there was lots to write home about as well. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. And I felt like they did a really good job with the actual N1 portion of the show itself, you know, with the semis and with the main event. As you say, concise, that's probably a good word for it. You know, nothing went too long here. In fact, the Nakajima-Funaki match went sub 10 minutes, which was a surprise in many ways, but I quite liked it. You know, it, mm. it kept the whole thing fresh and it meant that the final could have that extra bit of leg room. Yeah, extra. Leg oomph. being the operative word because it was a <laughs> kick party once again. But yeah, let's just jump into the semis real quick and then maybe we'll talk about the final afterwards. So um, what did you make of our, our man Kaito coming up just short in his semi-final match with Kano? Heartbreaking was is the operative word, I think. I just felt so sorry for Kaito Kimiya. You know, he's been looking great through this whole tournament. He's freshened up his look. You know, I feel like he's you know, wrestling differently as well, you know, like with this extra sort of heart and oomph as well. Yeah, I really, really enjoyed this match. I, I struggled to decide whether I liked 
this match more than the final, actually. I think the I'm probably leaning towards the final, but that's just because I had a sort of more decisive finish. Sure. Um, but either way, two top tier singles matches, you know, this and the and the final. I, you know, I thought they did a really good job of making Kiyomiya look super strong here. I don't think he looked bad in defeat at all the way he lost. It felt like Keno and he were super well matched. And it was just Keno just had that extra something on the night, was able to get the, the roll up and get the one, two, three. Yeah, a lot of backstory between those two. And I gather from uh, a press conference afterwards with Marafuji that Kiyomi is going to be studying under Yoshinori Ogawa over the coming weeks and months to develop some new attacks. So mm. keen to see how he continues to evolve. But yeah, it's tough, isn't it? When you actually have an opportunity to speak to these people, you know, on an interview or what have you, I don't know if it's just me, but I do end up feeling much more invested in them. And, you know, Kaito was saying how about how his new attitude and his new outlook was going to power him yep. through. And I was desperate for that to be the case. But yeah, no, look. Close but no cigar. Indeed. indeed. I thought um, Keno and Kiyomiya just have ludicrous chemistry in yes. my book, in, you know, for, for my money. Uh, really thought they worked beautifully together. And I don't know if you saw there's a uh, special tag team match taking place on the show on the 10th. Keno and Kiyomiya are teaming against uh, Muto and Sakuraba. Yeah, that's going to be wild. That's going to be good. That should be really, really good. Yeah, definitely going to tune in for that. I think that's a real, something that I'd lean on with this and one tournament is it's really made me want to watch more Noah. And I think that's as much as you can ask for. If you're a wrestling promotion, you want to finish mm. it and want to watch more. Yeah, it's, so, it's, yeah. It, le- it left us wanting more in, in the best possible way. Yeah, um, 100%. So, you know, just, and I really like here, you know, we saw stuff happen in this match that played over into the final. So we saw Kiyomiya working over Keno's legs and that did play into the, the main event as well. Yeah, 100%. Let's just jump to that other semi-final before we, we go there. So uh, Nakajima went against someone who for me was a surprise semi-finalist but perhaps not so uh, in uh, Masakatsu Funaki again a fun little encounter here Mm. yeah absolutely you know Funaki is I think I don't know if underrated is the word but just yeah like he came came out of left field for me to be a semi-finalist here but for good reason like he's he's fantastic yeah, absolutely. Noah has this. Noah's like a warm country for someone with arthritis, aren't they? If you go there <laughs> in your fifties, you're gonna still be able to put on banger matches. It's so true. Reason. Like, it's unbelievable the amount of guys you know north of fifty here that they've got that can just still throw down and put on incredible matches. Yeah, I mean, freaking Segura's over fifty. What like, it's it's the fountain of youth is Noah. Yeah, truly, truly, yeah. But nice to see. I like a left field entry because I think you probably could have picked the other three at the start. Mm, you know. mm. um, but yeah, I thought this was fun. The right man went through. And then I must admit, going into the final, I was thinking this is a Keno win here because I can't fathom you know, Nakajima winning two M1s on the bounce. But boy, oh boy, he did it. It makes him look like an absolute killer, uh, yeah, even uh, more truly. of a killer than he already yeah. was. And, you know, he's somebody, it's funny what a haircut does for you, isn't it? Mm. He's somebody. Fresh enough of a look. 
he's gone through a big journey this year and it continues. And I wonder if it will culminate with that GHC heavyweight championship victory over Marafuji on Mm. Sunday. But the match itself, I, I think I can't. I hate saying stuff like this. I think I think this is my favorite heavyweight pairing in Noah. Like I think these two together, the matches that I've seen from last year's M1 as well included, mm. they're they're probably the two people I enjoy seeing wrestle each other the most. I love the kick party element to it. They they smash each other like they're hitting heavy bags. <laughs> and it always just feels like a real war of attrition. Yeah. And for a strong style spectacle, you can ask for no more than Nakajima versus Kano. Oh, truly. Yeah. You know, one thing I do want to separate to the performers in the ring. One thing I do want to uh, draw a little line under your know, highlight is how good I thought the English commentary was. Uh, yes. You know, yes. Stu and Mark really seemed to be firing on all cylinders. And I sort of one of the little notes I made down during the the other semi-final, the Funaki Nakajima semi, was uh, just how good Stu is at calling uh, calling things like the change of stance and then stuff like that, and then the disengaging of hips. So it looks like he's probably going to go for an armbar there, you know, yeah, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. You know, where he's got real fight experience, you know, calling experience, and like he, you know, trains himself. Like he knows these things, and it just really adds to you know, the suspension of disbelief and how engaged I feel in the matches as well. So, you know, I do just really want to say, well done, guys. You you killed it. Yeah, 100%. It's the sporting value yes, that absolutely. I think they bring so much to the table with, both of them having fight experience. And I suppose what that breeds is fight IQ. You mm. get that ability to interpret things, you know, even in a different setting here in pro wrestling. But no is just the perfect environment for those two yes. in many ways. And I think as well, like one of the other little things is, I think because of the way that they call it, it genuinely makes me feel like matches could almost end at any time. Yeah. Definitely. And they do, which is great. They don't necessarily have that standard pro wrestling commentary sort of cadence. Yes, that's true. The flow is different. Yes. So you don't need a finisher, you know, it's you're being built up for something to happen at any moment. And when you've got strike oriented matches like this one, that's perfect because Mm. any strike could finish it. And yeah, I absolutely love that. No, yeah. it's a good, a really good point. I thought they just sounded super up for it as well. I mean, mm. they're always good, but they were up for this big time. And look, I don't want to hear anybody else pronounce Keno other than Stu Fulton, because the way he <laughs> says it just makes me, makes me feel, yes, go on, Keno. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's the best. Yeah, absolutely. Other, so again, not specifically the performers, but something else I want to highlight is how much the HD camera made, how great it made stuff look good, especially in this main event. There were yeah. just certain times where it came into play because a lot of the time it seems to come into play sort of a post-match or pre-match. But here there were shots outside and, you know, when uh, Nakajima and then later Keno were doing the choke in the ropes where they kind of lay out they were getting really good shots with that. And yeah, and then also post-match with uh, Nakajima and the trophy, that high-def camera just looked beautiful. Yeah, so, so good. Yeah, they, they've done some really fun things with production this year. You know, I think back to the drone cam and all that sort of yeah. stuff. Yeah. You know, that they're, they're really pushing the envelope. I absolutely adore what Pro Wrestling Now have done this year. It's been a real fun promotion to follow. And I, I do think they're going from strength to strength. Oh, truly. Yeah, absolutely. So... Back to the match itself, I want to raise something here, and I think you'll probably agree. 
but um, I really thought this this as a match, it evoked the uh, Kota Bushi Tai Chi match from last year's G One with that was just all kicks. Yeah, I thought that about three quarters of the way through. Like, how many other attacks have actually been thrown here yeah. other than kicks? No, you're right. You bang on. But it goes to show you can do it. You know, it's yeah. still engaging. It's still exciting. Yeah. Both men throw their strikes, you know, like n- no other, really. You know, they're, they they're, shoot to kill 100%. They're top of the tree, aren't they, in terms of how good they are uh, with their striking. But it's funny, isn't it? It always comes back to hubris with Keno, right? You know, he's. <laughs> there was a point there was a real turning point in the match where they were having a kick exchange and he landed the decisive one which sent Nakajima down and it was really well done you know on the call and also with the referee checking on him and then rather than you know going back to that he wanted to have a a slap fest essentially and that was what ultimately led to his undoing and you see it all the time with Keno it's a really interesting character trait he he is genuinely i think one of the most fascinating personalities in wrestling i totally agree yeah i totally I just, agree i loved i love to watch him i like to think that uh, his downfall was uh, it's this all his loss here stems back to riding the bike at uh, cyberfight festival <laughs> it's all been downhill from there <laughs> Yeah, he, he compromised his own ideology and yeah. ever since. And it's, yeah. ga- it's just game over for him now. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm happy to go along with that. But yeah, it's it's a really fun little facet of his character, isn't it? You know what his downfall mm, can be. Yeah. It's, it's similar to Zack Sabre over in New Japan, mm-hmm. where he has a style that works and he's he often is winning matches on points, if you like, with that style. Yeah. But he just can't help himself getting involved in you know throwing European uppercuts at Ishii and it's only ever going <laughs> to go one way <laughs> the, uh, the fool you know, but the thing is it's not it's not unreasonable there's a there's a or unrealistic rather there's a Brazilian fighter in the UFC or at least there used to be and I forget mm. his name now but his whole thing was he came to prominence because he was an incredible jiu-jitsu player and once he started learning Muay Thai I think he got a knockout relatively early on in his career and it was like he had a shiny new toy he didn't <laughs> want to grapple anymore and yeah, that was fine when you're against sort of mid-level guys but as soon as he was in there with anybody decent he came unstuck and yeah, that was sure. the story of his career interesting yeah so there, there is a precedent for this but yeah so super cool nakajima i definitely feel like is the right man mm. to win so another thing i just want to quickly raise so i don't know if you noticed this but going back to the beautiful strikes and sort of how how much they were laying into each other and i don't know if you noticed how beat red and bruised nakajima's neck looked on the way out for this oh, match yeah. already he took a lot and then they go and have this striking war the the absolute mad lad um <laughs> the it really speaks to what a hard-hitting banger of a match this was. The crowd couldn't help themselves but go, ooh, on multiple occasions at some of these strikes. You know, they're not supposed to be uh, verbalizing anything. And this was just not co- a conscious decision they were making no, to, to ooh no. and ah. It just popped out, you know. And yeah. I think that, that shows, you know, something. That's evidence of what a hard-hitting kick-ass match this was. You're so right. And in fact, further evidence of that is the fact that the you know, when we got down the stretch, 
the commentary descended into almost laughing at these strokes because you know <laughs> do you know what i mean when you yeah. get to the point where like, oh man this poor guy yeah, absolutely. it was literally like that um yeah you're, you're so right it, when these guys go at it you know what do they say to each other before and after you know they they just absolutely Sorry. level one another. <laughs> they they kill each other it's crazy yeah. and this one went well cage match says it went 20 minutes on the dot it flew by for me mm, it, it could mm. if it had said five i would have believed it it absolutely flew by and you know this is a, a contest that I'd like to see over again. I think we may see it again because I still don't trust Nakajima within the Congo stable <laughs> or certainly to play second fiddle within the Congo stable. No. And one wonders what might happen if he does in fact become the champion. You know, how can Kano lead the stable and Nakajima be the, the GHC heavyweight champion as a deputy? I just don't see it. Yeah, no, I, uh, I'm, I'm with you on that one. I think... Eventually, they're going to pull that trigger, aren't they? On uh, on that coming unstuck. I think so. And Nakajima's just the coolest cat, isn't he? Oh, he's um, amazing. Big uh, fan. Did you see the the pictures of the 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 pre uh, pre match like press conference? Mm. You got Marafuji there with the belt, and Nakajima's got his ginormous trophy. <laughs> <laughs> he's sort of leaning over it, and oh, he's just so. Yeah. He's he's really he's really fun just to observe. He is. He is. He's, he's, he's a proper character. I feel like he has a touch of uh, Shinsuke Nakamura about him in terms of he's just you know really got an, a particular way of moving. He's difficult to take your eyes off of. He's just very you, you. He grabs you. You're right. That's a really good comparison. Yeah, absolutely. Bang on. Um, anything else you want to raise on the N1 before we put this one in the books? Just yeah, what a success! And I, I'd be really keen for them to keep the four block structure going yeah, forward. I thought, too. I thought it really worked, and it differentiates it from uh, these other big Japanese wrestling tournaments. I like that. Yeah, that gives it its own identity. Yeah, couldn't agree more. Really like that. Okay, folks, there we have it. Really glad we managed to get around to talking to that because it, it deserved it. So that's the N1 Victory Tournament 2021 officially in the books. And then as we look ahead to, I believe it's on Sunday. Yeah, Sunday. We have the ultimate climax this tournament in that Nakajima challenges yes. Marafuji for the GHC Heavyweight Championship. That, my friends, is going to be a banger. So and that's, I'm really yeah, looking forward to that. That's going to be live on Wrestle Universe. Uh, that's Grand Square 2021 in Osaka is the name of that show. So it's going to have that... GHC heavyweight title match, uh, Marafuji defending against Nakajima, like we said. It's also going to have that tag match pitting Muto and Sakuraba against Keno and uh, Kaito Kiyomiya. So yeah, lots to like on that show already. Oh, and Hayata and uh, Daisuke Harada as yes, well. Yes, of course. Uh, yeah, wow. so or, yeah, a, a big show already, you know, so soon after their, their last big show. Um, yep. And then so that's for if your UK time, I believe that's starting it's, uh, about 7.30 a.m. But also this weekend, if you're listening to this day, it comes out Friday the 8th. Get up very early tomorrow morning, Saturday the 9th, <laughs> and watch Wrestle Princess 2. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Bloody huge show. Cannot wait for that one. The climax to the year long. Well, actually, it's really been going on longer than a year, but certainly this chapter has been told within the year mm-hmm. of the Makito Mayumashita story. 
that is the headline bout. Can Ito Chan finally do it, or does Mayu continue her Terminator esque reign? What, who's your pick? Let's let's put something on wax now. Who are you going so, for? Head says Yamashita. Heart says Ito Chan. I think Ito Chan's going to win it. Yeah, I think uh, it's written in the stars. And I sincerely hope Pro Wrestling Noah retains her bow. Yes. No slight on her opponent, but I just I want this reign to continue yes, to develop. Please. Let's get this Suzu Suzuki yes. match going. You know, let's there's get over to the US. And... There's so much to be excited about. There really is. Yeah. Um, that's... So uh, we're going to be covering Wrestle Princess 2 next week on the show. Um, yep. I think likelihood is where it's a biggie. It's probably going to be, you know, the only show we cover, I think. That's the plan as it stands anyway. Absolutely. But yeah, keep an eye on the feed as always. Things do change, but that is that's the game plan as it stands. But if a crazy interview comes our way, then of course we will accept. <laughs> We're powerless to, you know, when those get chucked our way. Absolutely. All right, folks, um, let, let's wrap it there then, because I'm sure you've had enough of us for this week. So uh, do check us out on social media, on Instagram and on Twitter. It's at WrestlingPod, again, wrestling without the E. Same with the email. If you want to shoot us an email, tell us what you think or give us some suggestions or things to watch people to speak to. It's WrestlingPod at gmail.com. And I think that pretty much does us. So, G, signing off. Any closing thoughts? Um. Wrestling is great. I love it. I'm, I'm just digging it so much right now, more than ever. 100%. All right, folks, wrestling is great. You guys are great. Have yourselves a wonderful weekend. And in the meantime, stay happy, stay safe, and enjoy the grabs. Enjoy the grabs.